Alright y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Unknown Intellect Podcast. Today we got my same guest, Brian, from the last episode. Honor to be here with you, bro. You have a story to tell us. Uh, well, how should I start, bro? It's, it's long, bro. So you, you know, uh-huh. I was born at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> we all were, bro. Just playing, bro. But yeah, bro, it was a long journey. Coming from El Salvador uh-huh. back in, damn, 20, 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro, it was. 2012? Yeah, 2012. Damn. So I've been here for a fat minute. I remember in 2012, I was too busy worried about that world ending, bro. Hmm? Remember 2012, the movie? Yeah. Oh, man. You weren't scared? Nah. I was low-key when, when I was little. My mom told me the world's going to end on December 25th. <laughs> Oh, nah, bro. But, yeah, bro, came here in 2012. Mm-hmm. It took me, like, about three months mm-hmm. to get here. Three months? Yeah, three months, bro. You were three months, like, like walking? No, like, coming with the, the guide, El Coyote. El Coyote. Those of you that don't know, El Coyote. The guide that the helped guide. cross. And, yeah, yeah, that's our person. And then, yeah, bro, so we left, I think, around... April, I mm-hmm. got here almost at the end of March, mm. really, yeah, so it was crazy, but yeah, when... We Wait, you here, left April and got here at the end of March? Yeah, so that's like... Wait, what a- <laughs> April's before March? No, I mean, April's May, after I mean, March. May, I mean, yeah. Fuck. So you left, oh, you left the end of March and got here May. So that's like March, April, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like three months. But, but you know what's so weird, bro? Uh-huh. You know how El Salvador is close to Honduras and then Guatemala? Mm-hmm. So we went to Honduras first. Mm-hmm. And that's like a country away from El Salvador. So going the wrong way. Going the wrong way. <laughs> it was so weird, bro. So we passed by Honduras, bro. And we got stopped by the army. Oh, the Hondureño army? The Hondureños, the army there. By uh-huh. the border. Mm-hmm. And they were pointing guns at us, bro. To me and my little sister. And you were in the car? Yeah, we were in the car. Like, just a normal car? It was like an old Honda Civic. And you guys were just there? We were just there. And then after we passed through the border, they were cool. But they were still pointing the guns at us, just in case, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we passed through Honduras. Mm-hmm. Then back to El Salvador. And then we got to Guatemala, bro. We passed through the border. Mm-hmm. And bro, they put us in the trunk of the Honda Civic. Me and my little sister. To hide you guys, basically. To hide us. Uh-huh. And they put a shit ton of clothes on top of us. Oh, yeah. I heard bro, that. I was suffocating. And it was like, the weather was like 90 degrees outside. So it was super hot. It was super hot. I was suffocating. We were on the trunk for like about an hour. Mm. So it was, ugh, I hated that shit. My bad, bro. Especially at that age, you know, something like that. Yeah, I, I was scared too. Me and my little sister. I remember kicking the trunk, too, because I was like, I need you guys to open this shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, once we got through Guatemala, we came to Mexico. Um, I don't know what part of Mexico, but I remember the name it was called. Aguascalientes. I don't know what part of Mexico that is, to be mm-hmm. real. And, yeah, we, we stayed there for, like, about three days. And from there, bro, that was the first time I, I tried tacos, bro. Ding. Yeah. So they don't have tacos regularly in El Salvador. No, we don't. Really? 
tacos, bro. Over there we call them soccer cleats. Oh yeah, tacos are soccer cleats. Uh -huh. Yeah, but, Salvador. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, when I told us we're gonna, lo vamos a llevar a comer tacos, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> we're gonna eat shoes. <laughs> we're gonna eat soccer cleats. Um, yeah, that was so confused, bro. But yeah, I tried tacos over there. Man, best food ever, bro. No, oh, yeah, definitely, bro. It's like the best food ever. And yeah, bro, con una coquita bien, bien fría, bro. Mm -hmm. The glass ones. Oh mm -hmm. my goodness, it just smacks, bro. You guys have that regular in El Salvador too, right? Las cocas. Yeah. yeah. Pero mi abuelita me regañaba, bro. Yeah, because... Se te van a hinchar los riñones. Ala. Yeah, bro, but... Yeah, once we... We were there for like three days. Then we went through another part of Mexico. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was called, to be honest. And then we were there for like extra three days. Mm -hmm. And when we we were there at that house, uh, they were like... It was just me and my sister at first. Mm -hmm. and we got there and then there were like six more kids that arrived like my age dang so i was like i was 11 at that time mm -hmm. uh -huh, and then it was like almost seven of us getting passed through mm -hmm. and then we left and um they took us to the beach mm -hmm. we thought like just for fun but nah bro it was like at the gulf of mexico mm -hmm. did you know what that is right the gulf of mexico that's yeah. like Going towards um the what is it the Pacific Ocean or uh, something like that? So yeah, something like that. Something like on the on the coast, mm, on, on the, the coast, coast like yeah. going to Florida, facing Florida, Florida, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. They took us there, and then all of a sudden we were uh so they crossed us, they crossed us uh, through the ocean, mm -hmm. and um all of a sudden there was like a, people waiting for us at the other side. Mm -hmm. And they were like, welcome to Texas. I was like, mm? yeah, it's weird. Bro. So you crossed, to the U you crossed to the U.S. through the Gulf of Mexico? Yeah. Um, it's weird. Like usually a lot of people go through the Rio Grande, but mm -hmm. you went through the actual Gulf? Yeah, through through the ocean. So you guys went like on a boat? Yeah, we were on a boat for like, I don't know how long. But we're, we went through the boat and then <clears throat> like five minutes uh, before getting offshore, mm -hmm. uh, they put us on like this, the, the floater thingies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that shit. And then we would just swim into shore. You swam. We swam for like five minutes. Five minutes? Yeah. And deep water, huh? Deep water. It was so deep. They gave us like the floaters though. Oh, you had floaties on. Yeah. Oh, so you had like a life jacket. Mm -hmm. That's what it, oh, okay. And yeah. bro, bro, do you remember all this like vividly? Like, mm -hmm. like if it was yesterday type thing? Yeah, bro. And like, <clears throat> did you know what you were doing? Like at that age? 11 years old do you know nah bro i'm crossing to the u.s i was confused you were confused i was confused the whole time i was like what if i'm going the wrong way and i get lost that's what a lot of people do you know it's sad a lot of people go the wrong way and then um mm -hmm. they run into trouble because they're going the wrong way they don't know where they're going yeah um like you said there's people that go to honduras and the other way instead of going the other way <laughs> you'd be surprised bro there's people that end up in south america bro Really? Yeah, I've heard I stories. Know. I've heard stories that there's people that end up in South America. Mm -hmm. They try to do it themselves, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. obviously, like, a guide and stuff is expensive. Yeah. But that's crazy, bro. You cross through the Gulf. Yeah, it's When weird. a lot of people cross through either, like, you know, the desert or, yeah. you know, my or parents, my dad, my dad, I think he went through the through the desert, I've heard. Uh -huh. I, and then my mom went through the Rio Grande. Oh, I think so. That's how it went. Because mm -hmm. my dad went straight to California. Mm -hmm. 
And where'd you go? Where was the first day you were in? Uh, it was in Texas. Texas? Texas. And then from there, bro, it just got crazier because uh, we got picked up by the, the next guide, mm-hmm. which was already here in America, right? Mm-hmm. We weren't, you know, from America. So we got picked up by the guide in a truck. Mm-hmm. It was all tinted, you know? Yeah. And uh, once we got picked up, we were on the road for like a good hour. Mm-hmm. And then we hit like this uh, immigration checkpoint. Mm-hmm. And then it was a really old guy and he was telling us, uh, if you see like people in a, like a green suit, mm-hmm. just get out the car and start running. Mm, that's the, it, it was just me and my sister. That was the army, the immigration people. Mm-hmm. Border patrol type people. Border patrol, yeah, yeah. And then I didn't think about it twice, but as soon as I saw them, bro, I went out through the other door so they wouldn't mm-hmm. see me. And they had a fucking German Shepherd, bro. Mm. They released that shit, and then how I, I haven't told you that yet, right? No, you haven't. Uh, so, um, yeah, bro, they released a German Shepherd, mm-hmm. and that shit came chasing after me. Mm-hmm. And he fucking knocked uh, poo. He went on top of my back, and then just knocked me down to the ground. Dang! So he didn't even bite you. He, he just he knocked you just, down. Yeah, he was just barking at me. Damn. Yeah, and I was crying, mm-hmm. holding my little sister's hand. Mm-hmm. And then we got caught by immigration and went to the facility where mm-hmm. they keep all the refugees. Mm-hmm. And they put us in this cold, cold ass rooms, bro. Like, mm, I've heard. Yeah, it was like at least 40 degrees inside. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody was on blankets. And we were on there for like five days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then every day, bro, <clears throat> like at night, mm-hmm. they would interview me and my little sister asking us questions, do you know? So we could get a hold of my parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, what's it called? I didn't know my parents' number or anything. I just mm-hmm. knew my grandma's number from back in the Salvador. Mm-hmm. So they would just give me like their personal, uh, you know, phone. Mm-hmm. So I could call my grandma. Yeah. And then after I wrote, uh, I asked my grandma what was like my parents' phone number. Mm-hmm. They gave it to me. And then after that, they got hold of my parents. And they told us we got caught by immigration, and uh, once they got hold of them, they sent us to New York mm-hmm. to refugee homes. Mm. Yeah, for like uh, teenagers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we were there for like forty-five days. Forty-five days. Yeah, and for each day you were there, you got paid one dollar. You got paid one dollar. Yeah, you get paid. That's, that's for that's, being there. That's interesting. Yeah, and so. Your parents were already here in the U.S.? Yeah, they were here in the U.S. already. And so they sent you guys to refugee homes because they couldn't get a hold of your parents? Uh, No, so they got a hold of my parents, but... Mm -hmm. Because we didn't come with my parents. It was Mm -hmm. just me and my little sister, you know? So they sent us to refugee homes Mm -hmm. until they could get a hold of my parents. And then my parents just had to fill up, like, lots of paperwork, so... Oh, yeah, of course. Show identification, all that, so that we were their kids. Mm -hmm. So we took them, like, 45 days... We mm-hmm. get all that, and then after those forty-five days, then we got we got released from there. But it was pretty cool being there in New York. Uh huh. A yeah. lot of people go to New York. A lot of people start off there, their journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we were there for, uh, in those immigration homes, mm-hmm. and actually it was pretty cool. We had a teacher come in, teach mm-hmm. us a little bit of English. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then what's it called? Uh, we would go outside every day, you know, do activities. Mm-hmm. Run, play soccer, all that. Mm-hmm. We had a little soccer team there too. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. 
and yeah, but after those 45 days, then we got shipped here to to Nebraska, mm-hmm. and that's what got here, bro. That's absolutely crazy. Yeah. And like, was there ever a moment in the journey where you thought like, this is not gonna happen, it's not gonna work, or yeah. I'm thinking I'm gonna die, or yeah, bro, yeah. No. When I was crossing through Mexico, cause you know, mm-hmm. there's uh, this one. Is it a gang? I don't know. They call them Los Zetas. Uh-huh. Yeah, because my grandma would tell me about them. Or I would hear about them in the news in El Salvador. Yeah. And uh, that's what I was worried about. I was like, what if I get captured by them? Mm-hmm. What if like, someone tries to hurt you and stuff hey, like that? Go on. But did it happen where someone tried to hurt you or anything? Uh, nothing like that. Like, all the way here to United States, it was just really good people, to be honest. They took care of us. Us, Thank God, bro, because yeah. the stories that you hear, the yeah. stories of some people mm-hmm. on the unfortunate path and stuff mm-hmm. like that. My mom, my dad, they always tell me, uh, we always have people coming here all the time, you know, and mm-hmm. um, there's just, there's dangerous ways to go and it changes a lot. You know, my mom told me that from the time they came, my parents, and from the time you came, mm-hmm. it's like a different, oh, yeah. things change, you know what I mean? The guides, the roots, everything changes, stuff like that. But 2012, you know, when you came, when you came here and you're a minor, they kind of just like protect you. You know what I mean? The U.S. right? Because you're you're a kid. Yeah. And you don't have anyone with you. You know, they can't really send you back, right? Yeah, they really can't. Yeah, because it's two kids. It's two kids that just like showed up. You know what I mean? It's like Mm -hmm. two kids showing up to your front door. Basically, you're not just gonna. Tell them all go back where you came from. You know you're gonna take them in and stuff like that. So that's really cool to know that they actually like found you guys a place, taught you English, stuff like that. And that's yeah. really cool that they did that. Honestly, that's pretty cool of them to be honest. And coming here, bro, passing through Mexico. I forgot to mention this, but passing through Mexico, bro. Uh, we lost all our clothes. All like, of it. Yeah, I was carrying like a little backpack. Mm-hmm. With me and my sister's clothes mm-hmm. and like an extra pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. And they took it away from us. Who so did? Huh? Who did? Some random person, bro. Oh, yeah. That, like a guy or something like that. Yeah, people do that. In case, like, we had money or anything in there. Mm-hmm. You know how they are. Yeah. And, yeah, we were, like, with the same clothes for, like, I'd say, like, two weeks, bro. Full. And we only take a showers, like, only, like, twice a week. And where would you guys shower? Hmm? Where we, would... like, inside the people's homes or, like, if, uh, you know, they would bring water into, like, a barrel. It's crazy, bro. There's some really nice people out there that just have like a house mm-hmm. and they expect like people to come to come in when they're like on their journey. You know what I mean? My mom mm-hmm. told me about that, too. You know, there's houses where, you know, um, like, for example, my mom has a story where she was in Puebla mm-hmm. and there was like a nice old lady that had a house and she even had a sign mm-hmm. telling redirecting people where to go. And like, if you need anything, come here. You also see people like that in Texas. You know, oh, yeah. in the in the country, there'll be a few people that have like signs where like in Spanish, obviously, si necesitas agua, aquí está, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's honestly amazing. Like, how, oh, they donate clothes too. I know there's people in Texas in the country that they're used to seeing a lot of immigration. Mm-hmm. There's people that help, you know, they help them because they already cross and, you know, you never know their story. So they help, you know, and that's yeah. so, it's so amazing that there's people out there that actually help, you know. Unlike those, there's some people who snitch and they tell them bad things and mistreat them and stuff like that, you know, and I think that's the wrong way. But mm-hmm. fortunately, bro, you didn't have to walk into people bro, like that. I'm so 
grateful for that to be honest yeah thankful to god that and then go through that yeah because yeah, i just had nice people the whole way here especially since you were you were a kid yeah, it's, it's a it's a 10 it's a 11 year old kid with his little sister you yeah, know what i mean like, like six years old like too. imagine bro yeah. like imagine the scenes of just seeing that you know what i mean that's mm-hmm. like that's like so sad for example my mom told me a story about like how they get stuffed into a into a truck mm-hmm. a semi a semi trailer and so at the front of the semi, when you open it, it's all fruit and produce. But the immigrants are in the back. And um, she told me that the truck is like, the semi is like a double-decker, which is like a lower level, not a top level or something. And it's crazy how they stuff like, like it could a whole bunch of people in one trailer. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about the whole trailer. It's like half because the other half is like produce and stuff. So when the immigration opens it up, they just see produce. But in reality, there's like human beings in there, right? Yeah. And she told me that there's people who, and obviously they have to be in there for like weeks. So imagine, bro, mm-hmm. there's like people like going to the bathroom, people, you know, doing weird things. Yeah, I heard some people die. People like, die. there from like, they suffocate from the heat and all that. There, it's it's crazy it's heat. Like, there's, pe- there's bodies on top of bodies. Um, There's people that that go basically crazy and they jump off. You know, they find a way to get out and they jump off and just die. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just because of how crazy, you know, that, that journey will get you. You know what I mean? That's absolutely, that's crazy. Like, people are so quick to say, like, oh, they came here, blah, blah, illegally and stuff, but they don't think what they went through for a better life. Yeah, you know what I mean? About, to be honest. That's absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing story, bro, honestly. But it was worth it. It was worth it to be honest. It was worth. It's worth every single thing. What would you be doing if you stayed in El Salvador? Um, knowing how it was back then, bro, I probably. Well, the reason why we got brought here, bro, it was because like it's trouble. We got trouble. threatened. Oh but yeah, that happened. Yeah, we got threatened. Uh, to get killed. So. So mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't be dead or in a gang, to be honest. Mm. Knowing how El Salvador was back then compared to now, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I probably would have been doing that, to be honest. Yeah. It's just crazy, bro. Like, being a little kid over there, you get recruited, like, at the mm-hmm. age of 10, 7 at least. It's crazy over there. And so, you have a little brother. Yeah, he was born here. He was born here. Yeah, he was oh, okay. Born here. So, he was confused when we got here. Oh, so he was already, like, uh, alive yeah. and stuff. Yeah, he was, uh, like four years old oh he was a four-year-old three i could i'm guessing he was like between three or four so my parents would tell him about us but mm-hmm. he didn't really get it you know he was a little taller too so and what was your first impression of the usa i loved it bro like what was something that was like yo this is so cool like uh when i got on the plane bro from, oh you got a plane from going because when i got caught in texas and mm-hmm. then flew out to new york mm-hmm I would see the whole city. I was like, this is beautiful. Like, and that was like, your first time on the plane? That was my first time on that plane. Bro, I was scared going on that plane. I was like, what if the wing falls? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it'd be like that. It'd be like that. So, but what about like McDonald's or anything like that? Like, what's a place, what's a food or something that you had here that was like, oh my gosh. Uh, I can't really remember, bro. I think it would be like trying out new food, going to like different places like for a lot of Salvadorians it's like a Chinese buffet a buffet you know what I mean like yeah. that's like that's like the 
the pinnacle of like mm-hmm. what America has to offer. That's absolutely crazy, bro. That's that's crazy. Like McDonald's or anything like that it wasn't nothing special because mm-hmm. when I would go to the city to visit my my tia mm-hmm. in Salvador, um, we would always like go to eat like BK. Yeah, well, McDonald's. Salvador has all that. Yeah, yeah it's all that over there. So it wasn't really nothing special. But here trying out new food, all that, bro, it was just, it was amazing. And then when, do you have like a dream, bro? Like here in the USA, do you have a dream? Uh, Yeah, bro. Um, To be honest, uh, knowing how I got here from nothing, mm-hmm. you know, I want to make something out of myself to be able to give back to the community. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really my dream. And most importantly, help out the family, yeah. you know what I mean? Because that's what we come here for, you know, to help. Mm-hmm. Well, me personally, I can't say much. I was actually born here. Um, so I like hearing these stories, though, because it proves, like, how much how much effort and how much work and how much sacrifice someone has to make to come here. Our parents, mm-hmm. right? Your parents came? Yeah, they came here, too. Mm-hmm. But they came, like, illegally, too? Yeah, illegally. Sin papeles. Sin papeles. Yeah. And, and, like, mine, too. And, like, it's crazy how our parents sacrifice literally every single aspect of life just to give us a better life you know you wouldn't think they'd be thinking about us but they are you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and and that's the crazy thing and that's for that reason we have to give it our all bro like throughout reason we have to be smart we have to you know like for example like our parents would always say like para eso aprendiste inglés you know what i mean you know things like yeah things like that you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and growing up you know you're just kind of like meh you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but when once you get adult like older and mature and stuff like that you, you kind of realize, re- realize everything you realize literally everything bro mm-hmm. and um it's absolutely crazy bro you go you haven't been to a Salvador ever since you came no bro never and since i came i'm trying to go back but mm-hmm. yeah it's just you, hard you look forward to going back one day one day bro i know everything's changed over there yeah i've heard a lot too i have actually never been to a Salvador, but mm-hmm. just what my, my family tells me and stuff like that my two siblings are over there still. Mm-hmm. And throughout my whole life, just being here or being alive, basically, mm-hmm. um, they're like way older than me. But my mom, I always heard stories of my mom saying that my brother's going to come or my sister's going to come, you know, por tierra, you know, just mm-hmm. like like that, you know. And we've tried our best to get him like a visa or something like that to bring him here and stuff like that. But it's really hard, bro, because he's an adult, you know, he's not a minor. A minor is easier. Oh yeah, teenager, kids. It's, it's easier to have them come yeah. because um, I, I forgot how it works. Like they can get re- residency easier, right? Yeah, they can get it much easier. Mm-hmm. I got the. Uh, it took me like five years to to get uh, residency. Yeah, every situation is different. Like for example, like my parents, they're here on asylum. You know what I mean? A lot of Salvadorans are here on asylum, not from the civil war, but from a big. Uh, tsunami or earthquake no earthquake mm-hmm. um they, they my mom would always say el gran terremoto no right yeah, el gran yeah. Terremoto. <laughs> so that happens in uh i forgot what year but that happened and then a lot of uh, salvadorians came to to um the usa you know seeking asylum because the salvador was kind of basically destroyed mm-hmm. um but i know before that there's a lot of people here like older people than our parents they're here because of the civil war that happened yeah. in el salvador they're seeking asylum too and then younger kids like you know you your sister like minors and stuff they also get asylum because they're little kids you know what i mean but it's harder nowadays when you're an adult like 18 and older you know because you're considered an adult and you have to have like 
a good reason to come here, blah, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a tricky situation. Everyone's situation is different, but thank God that we live in a country where they give people opportunities. Yes, bro. I know we're not, this country is not perfect or anything like that, but we give people opportunities, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, rest in peace to the people who come and lose their life. Yeah, bro. It's trying to get here. That's journey, those, did you see anybody pass away? Did you see... Uh, Anything like that? No, bro. Thank God, no. Thank God. I didn't see none of that, to be honest. My mom told me that she saw so many people die on the way here. Yeah, that's what my mom would tell me too, bro. Like, you're literally in the truck, in that semi, Mm -hmm. in that trailer, and the same person you'd be, like, you started off the journey with is now dead, Mm -hmm. but their body's still there with you. Yeah, basically. Like, imagine, bro, how that makes you as a person. Just imagine Mm -hmm. how this affects you as a person, bro, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, like, there's just so much bad things that happen and stuff like that, and... It's just the risk and the sacrifice that they take to to come to the USA, and it's absolutely crazy. But what a story, bro. Bro, to be honest, it was. What it's crazy. Just just telling it over again, bro. Yeah. I'll never get tired of telling this story. Exactly. It's just... It, it makes you who you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you have a story that represents you and stuff like that, and you know you should never be ashamed to say it over mm-hmm. and over and over yeah, again you know what i mean because i feel proud of saying it to be it's honest. what makes us all unique yeah, it's what it's makes true. everyone has their stories of how they came up who they are and stuff like that you know and um these are the things that you only know just like between you and the homies you, you and your friends and stuff like that you know uh, these type of stories always amaze me bro you know especially like obviously growing up in school all of us we had like friends and like Sometimes you don't, you don't know, like, what each friend is going through, but, you know, you eventually find out, like, oh, are you born here, bro? And then a lot of guys say, no, I'm not, bro, blah, blah, you know. Mm-hmm. Or some people would say, yeah, I'm born here, you know. Just typical, you know. And then um, it's crazy, bro, because when you find out when someone's not born here and stuff like that and they came, like, like for example, when you have friends like an ESL or something like that, you know, and you find out their story and stuff like that, you kind of stop and think, like, you know, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like, I'm born here. Everything was given to me, you know, stuff like that. Um, Obviously, we us here, people who are born here too, we have our, our own trials and tribulations, our own journeys, and not everyone's journey is easy either. Yeah, that's true. Bro. But definitely, we've never had to go through something like you guys have. That's that's one thing that separates you guys apart from people like us that are born here. It's just the fact that you guys had to do that to come here mm-hmm. while we were just born here and then... You know, we're already a citizen. We're already everything, you know. And that's just, that's the cold, hard truth about life, bro. You know, some people get the short end of the stick. Some people get the long end of the stick. But, you know, like one thing that always inspired me was people like you, bro, that came here and then in school or in the workplace or wherever, they work like 10 times harder than people who are born here, you know. Because you guys know what it is to not have it, Yeah. you know. We really work our ass off. And to have it, you know. And you guys are nice. You, you guys like take care of others and don't get into trouble. But you know what? Something that really pisses me off is when people come here from another country and they just take it for granted. You know what I mean? And then they do bad things and stuff like that. Like, like a lot of friends in high school. You know what I mean? I would find out that they're not from here and stuff, but yet they're getting in trouble. And some even got deported. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, like it's just sad seeing them. That's so sad because sometimes they had to go through everything, or their parents had yeah, to go through so much, so much money. Yes, Cause it's so expensive. Oh, bro. Yeah, bro. Right now, how much does it run? Like fourteen? I've heard fourteen thousand. For me and my sister, bro, it was like 
for just the two hosts, it was like 17 grand. Well, yeah, so it's probably yeah. more now. It's probably more now. I've heard different numbers all the time, bro, but could, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, it's who you know, but it's expensive, yeah, bro. bro. And that's just to bring you safely mm-hmm. with a guy, un coyote, someone you trust, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, some people just just go. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. My mom would tell me that some people just get up and they just know. They get that backpack, put it on. They got water. They got all that stuff. And they just walk. They walk. They walk north. North. Al norte. And they just go north. That's it. And those are the people that get lost, bro. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that bad things happen to them. My mom would tell me that. A lot of people they just they just they just know just go north. Which way is north? All right, let's just go. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's so scary, bro, because there's routes, bro, you know, there's ways you have to go, there's stuff like that, and it's it's really sad. And then because but some people do get here like that, you know, just going mm-hmm. north. Yeah, just but like that. Just like you gotta know who, you gotta know how, you gotta You gotta have connections to get here. Yeah, to be honest, you can't just like get up and just go north and just mm-hmm. hope for the best, you know. And then you never know, you end up in Argentina, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, you then you're confused why everyone's still speaking Spanish. <laughs> but no, all jokes aside, that's that's honestly a crazy story, bro. And thank you for telling us, no, bro. the listeners. And look forward to you telling us more about it. And keep keep telling your story, bro. Keep telling it. Don't always, bro. Don't hold it back. Don't do none of that, bro. Just keep telling the story. You know, like for example, bro. There's some people that have such a crazy story. They like it. Be it's like tattooed on them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's them. When you see them, that's what you see. You know what I mean? And it's crazy. You know, I feel like just what it's what sets you apart, bro. Like in my like for example, like in my close friend friend circle or whatever you're the only person that has a story like that i'm pretty sure i've had friends obviously that that came here and stuff like that but never like like yours you know what i mean you know what i'm trying to say yeah i know what you mean yeah and did you have a lot of friends like that or did you make a lot of friends like me like that were born here uh, i made a lot of friends like that to be honest you like, like with the same story and everything bro you related to them and stuff yeah, like, like that because i was with all the esl dudes bro like all the beaners, bro. <laughs> and when did you stop ESL? Bro, uh, I think it was till I got my sophomore year. Oh, really? Yeah. The ESL is English second language. It's like the classes where people learn English and stuff like that. And so, um, dang, bro. That's it, it crazy. Was being in those classes, bro. I know. I mean, for me, honestly, bro, it was in third grade, which mm-hmm. is crazy. You know what I mean? The difference. But I remember, bro, I hate, I didn't hate it, but I liked it because it got me out of class. But I remember my third grade year, bro, they sat me down and they were, it was like I had to take a test. Mm-hmm. And um, they told me, they walked in, the teacher, and the teacher was like, I'm going to just be real honest with you. Um, I don't know why you're here. Uh-huh. And I was like, bro, I felt like I was stupid or something. <laughs> I was like, what, do I not know English? Am mm-hmm. I stupid? And um, I remember I, I like... Cause I was shy when I was a little kid, uh-huh. third grade, so you're like fucking like I don't know, like eight or some shit. Um, I'm like, I'm like, I looked down. I remember I looked down and my face got red. You know, like como vergonzado. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then um, she was like, "You're not supposed to be here." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I'm so confused. And then they're like, 
they were like, um, I remember they asked me, bro, mm-hmm. are you born here or are you from somewhere else? And I said, I'm born here. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, because you're really good at English. You're not supposed to be here. You were supposed to stop by like first grade or even you weren't even supposed to be in ESL. Because, bro, crazy story, bro. But honestly, I think I think English is my first language, bro. Mm-hmm. As much as like as weird as it sounds, bro, I think it is. Just because I think I grabbed English way better than Spanish. Uh-huh. And that's just because growing up, my parents weren't home. Obviously, they spoke Spanish. They can only speak Spanish. Um, My sister spoke Spanish. My family spoke Spanish. And I always, like... But I was so quiet when I was little. I wouldn't speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't speak that much. And um, I was so shy. So I think English just stick to me easier, you know? It's because of school. You know, because of school and stuff like that. And... I remember they told me that, and that was the first time I found out there's a difference of someone born here and someone born somewhere else. Really? Yeah, that was the first fucking time, bro. I was a third grader. Mm-hmm. It was when, and it was there. It, I, re- I, I remember it like if it was yesterday. It was a room, a small room in the school where they had the ESL, and the, I remember the windows were bright because it was so sunny outside. Uh-huh. And I remember I was sitting there, and I was almost blinded by the sun and stuff like that, and. She asked me, am I born here or am I born over there? And I legit was like, what's wrong if I'm born over there? Like, what's uh-huh. over, what is over there? Uh-huh. And I, it left me thinking, bro. It left me thinking, and I never told my mom or anything, but I know, I actually think I remember I told my mom that they told me I'm not supposed to be in ESL or some shit like that. And I remember I was sad, bro, because I, I thought that was a bad thing. Like, I thought I got fucking kicked out, you know? Mm-hmm. But I remember I told my, my, my third grade teacher, Mm-hmm. And they they were like, um, cause you know that they're the, the main teacher and then the ESL teacher, and they told me like um, that I'm not going back anymore, you know. And I remember like I looked sad, and then they were like, no, it's okay, blah blah, you know that's good, like you're not supposed to be in there, blah blah, you know. Like they almost made it seem like a bad thing. Uh-huh. And keep in mind, um, I actually went to like a, a, an elementary. That I went to a lot of elementaries, but the elementary I was at at the time was like kind of like a a suburb type elementary you know where there's like a lot of like americans and stuff like that there is a few you know hispanic kids but there's definitely way more kids born here than you know Mm -hmm. and um they kept telling me that it's good blah 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 you shouldn't be in there blah blah like all my english tests are good i can speak good english blah blah and but i was like okay whatever but i kept thinking to myself like damn like but, but what do they mean by that, you know? And as I grew up, bro, you know, I made a lot of friends. Middle school came around and you make a lot of friends and that's when you finally start comparing yourself to other people and you start realizing the the difference from you and people who aren't born here and stuff like that. And and then once you get to high school, you kind of start to realize like, damn, like this person to my left just, just crossed here, you know what I mean? And just fought for his life, you know? And that's what a lot of people don't realize too, bro. Yeah. Yes, bro. And like... Honestly, bro, as crazy as it sounds, I had a lot of yourself friends in in, oh, really? in high school. Like, mm-hmm. I I just got along with them, you know. Especially when I found out they're from El Salvador and stuff like that, you know. We say stuff like "maje" stuff like that, you know. And then right away, you just hit it off, you know. And you, you guys are just connection, right get the connection, bro. Yeah, you know, even if you're from here, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you just grow up in a Salvadoran household and stuff like that. You guys could talk about anything, and it's just crazy, bro. Like that life. 
Life yeah. is crazy. Life is crazy. People come from all walks of life, and it's crazy. Yeah, it's and then you know something else that's crazy too. We're just talking about like people from Central America, but there's people who come from Nepal. There's people yeah. that come from the Philippines. That's what I liked about high school, bro. Um, going into freshman year and like having ESL classes. Uh huh. It was very diverse. And yeah, I love that a lot, bro. But but getting to know like uh -huh. from all the parts of the world. Like for example, in my elementary that I went, there was a lot of people from Nepal. Mm -hmm. a lot and it's crazy bro like um oh and también like africa and stuff like that too mm -hmm. and then so if you think of that story like you know coming from central america and stuff bro imagine like like how do the people from like asia or something like that come here you know what i mean the ocean all that stuff like mm -hmm. that's absolutely crazy bro um or indians too yeah indians bro. too bro um i had the friend um an indian friend when i was in um when i was little mm -hmm. And we used to live in an apartment complex, and I had an Indian friend, bro. And um, that's crazy, bro. They I remember when they first got here from from India, mm -hmm. they knew no English, bro. Wow. And I was hanging out with this kid, little we were little kids, and I didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. And um, that's just crazy to think about, bro. Like from all parts of the world, you know, we all meet up here, you know, in Nebraska. You know, that's that's absolutely crazy to think about. The world is very diverse, bro. It's a beautiful thing to do. It's a beautiful thing. It's a melting pot. And that's what that's what life is supposed to be, bro. We can't have one type of person. We have to have all types. Yes. Because then we can all come together and make our own big thing, bro. It's so beautiful, bro. Your story is inspiring, bro. I want you to keep telling it. Keep letting people know. For sure. Whenever you want to talk about it, bro, the podcast is always open. Whoever else out there wants to tell their story, they can. Because I feel like these stories need to be heard, bro. They need to, bro. In high school, they were not praised enough, bro. In high school, everyone's just high school, middle school, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. In school, basically, you know, people don't, we don't appreciate it. But now that we're older, we all have our own jobs, our own bills to pay. Things like that happen, bro. Like, you know, when you're an immigrant, um, there's many obstacles you have to overcome, you know what I mean? That's true. And there's still obstacles that come up to this day, right? Things like that, you know, it's different from somebody that's not an immigrant. But... Bro, thank you for telling your story, bro. No, thank you for having me here again, bro. Appreciate it. We'll have this again, bro. We have so much stuff to talk about, bro. Oh, this is just a story that I wanted you, you wanted to tell, and I wanted you to tell too. This is my first time hearing the story too. Oh, really? Just in case the listener doesn't know, you know. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that you're telling your story, bro. And you know, part two or something, you know, bro. There's so much fine details in it too, yes, bro. To be bro. honest, because my mom can talk for days, bro. bro me too. My mom could talk for the days. just go back and forth. Man, my mom, bro, when I talk to my mom about it, she has a different story. Like, mm -hmm. she'll remember things. Like, like it'll just all come to her head and she'll tell me stuff like that. Like, how it was, like, or what happened here, what happened there. Mm -hmm. When she felt scared. Because she felt scared of, like, the whole way type thing like that, you know. Like, she's a she's a female and stuff like that, obviously. And um, it must be so crazy as a female crossing, you know what I mean? También, like... I feel like it's harder. It's hard, bro. Especially it's scary. Like, they're pregnant too, you know. Oh, and like there's a lot of people. Yes, yes, there's a lot of people that come here pregnant, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, so like their child can be a citizen. Mm -hmm. yes. Like, dude, it's absolutely crazy, bro. This life is. That's life is crazy, bro. That's a big sacrifice. And I feel like I feel like so many people come to the U.S., bro, and then they kind of just become like everybody else, you know. Mm -hmm. They they enter the rat race, you know, the rat race, you know. Just working, paying bills, and and that's really just life goes on like that, bro. And then they don't really tell their stories till they get older. 
Like we all know like our grandparents, how much they used to tell stories, right? Yeah, I love hearing them when they talk stories like that. But you know what makes me so sad about that though? I feel like they don't tell stories until they're older, you know what I mean? Because then they start realizing that they're older and they want to pass it down to the youth and their grandkids and stuff like that. But I truly believe we should be telling stories like desde ahorita. Yes. That's 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 something I believe very, very deeply, bro. We need to tell our stories now. Well, let's not wait till we're older, bro. Because once we're older, it's just not it's gonna it's gonna be good, obviously, but it's not gonna hit the same as we us telling it right now, the story you're saying right now, you know? You much rather say it right now, speak it into the universe, and you never know, bro. And and best to just waiting when you're older and stuff like that, you know, and you it's just crazy, you know. My grandparents tell some of the stories they they they've passed away already, but it's just that I was too young to understand the stories they would tell me, bro. That's another story, bro. Like grandparents, mm-hmm. the stories they have to tell, it's crazy, bro. Like my grandpa was in the Civil War, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's just crazy. Those are stories that obviously they passed away now. Those are stories I'll never truly get to listen hear from them. I mean, because I was so young while I had them. I didn't understand. I didn't. I took them for granted, basically. And now that you're older, you kind of think back, like, you know, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, like it'd be cool to have a grandparent now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's all so, yeah, guys. If you have a grandparent or abuelito, abuelita, uh-huh. go out their way, bro, and ask them, like, about their stories. Yeah. You'll be amazed story. by their stories. Sometimes all you got to do is just be around them. Yeah. Like, literally just sit by them, mm-hmm. and they'll start telling you stories, bro. And I don't know where. Beautiful. Beautiful. Dude. They can go telling stories all day, bro. And you learn so much. Dude, you yeah. learn so much, bro. Like it's like, like a they teach you life lesson. Bro. They teach you life lesson. They already live. They life. know life. They yeah. know life before you, man. Like let's mm-hmm. be real. You know what I mean? And um, we need to cherish that. You know, we need to also cherish our parents too, cause they got stories too. Yes, dude. For days, and I think that's why I like that you're telling your story right now on this podcast. I like that I tell my stories on this podcast. And I want everybody else to, bro, because we need to tell our stories now. Not when we're older. Because anything can happen. Anything can happen, anything bro. Can happen. Anything can happen, and then where does that go? You know, where, mm-hmm. do, where does the knowledge go, bro? You know what I mean? So. Gotta make it known. Gotta make it known, bro. Yes, bro. More episodes coming soon, guys. J2J podcast coming soon. Everything's coming soon. We're going to try to hit this off because the stories have to be told, bro. They have to. They have to, bro. So I look forward to another episode with you, bro. No. Hopefully the listeners do too. And appreciate you guys for listening. It's time no, to sign off.